Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Running on Scuffs. Uh, I am your host, Justin Seeger, for as long as the weather permits. Um, we've had some some weather coming through the area. It's been kind of messing with my connection, so hopefully it doesn't get too bad. Um, I'm joined by uh, our resident Florida man, uh, Mr. Dan Foster. And uh, Dan, right now, it looks like you and I are just going to be running it uh, kind of a a duo here. We're we're gonna be singing a duet together. Hey, you know what? I wouldn't I wouldn't choose any other partner for a duet, sir. Uh, I think uh, we we make a pretty good team, just the two of us. Uh, I know me and Zach's done a show by ourselves before, so you know I'm just making my rounds. Well, me and Mike will do one, and me and the other Zach will do one eventually. So, but no, it's good to good to be here tonight. Good to talk some NASCAR racing, Chicago street course racing. I mean, I I don't know about you, I thought the weekend was amazing and uh, fun. And obviously, we got Fourth of July tomorrow, so a lot of people's off work t- tomorrow. So let's stay up late, hang out for a bit, and and talk some racing. You know, I know there's a holiday tomorrow, but I can't have you going around and, and messing with my bedtime. You know, it's. Uh... <laughs> So when I was little, I didn't like having a bedtime, but now it's uh, it's something I cherish very much. Uh, but it, I heard when we get when we get older, we get st- stuck in our ways. So you know that you know that ten eleven o'clock bedtime it it starts to pay play a toll if you don't get it to it on time. Uh, it does. I'm I mean I'm I'm only twenty four, and I get to a point now where if I'm not in bed by a, a certain time, it I feel it the next morning. So. And this uh, Friday nights where we stay up late and and, and play NASCAR Heat Five, um, man, I, I'm dead the next morning. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> we last Friday we made it through our worst one. So uh, yeah, I did not go to bed till three a.m. Uh, I usually get up at five thirty, six o'clock for work every day. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we we have a lot of fun running uh running Heat. Um, all right, we've got a couple of. Uh, We've got a couple of comments already. The setup man uh, saying, "Let's go!" Yeah, we're ready to talk. Uh, we're ready to talk racing. Tommy Williams uh, saying hello. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, be sure to keep those comments coming. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. And Dan, unfortunately, I have to break up the duet here. Um, it's well, okay. I- we'll sing trio. I'll sing harmony. It's okay. We're fine. Uh, okay. All right. Well, let's introduce our uh, our. One of our co-hosts, Mr. <laughs> uh, Mike Daphner, the the purveyor of DAF stats. Um, I you're you're lucky, Mike. Uh, according to to Tom Willoughby's recent comment, we were we were just about to talk crap about you. Like, no, you shouldn't do that. That's, well, you know, I mean, what, I, what's I just the phrase Tom, "Speak of the devil and he shall appear"? Like, I, I just think the setup man should join us for an episode or two. I yeah. mean. He's always in, here in the comments, so obviously he's he has nothing else. Yeah, to do I, on, I agree on a Monday night. So, <laughs> I mean, he might he might be getting well. The there we go. The school year, but you know, I tried to put six checkered flags next to my name, one for each time, but it it wouldn't let me. It was it said limit it to fifty characters. You should have just put a black flag because that's what they should have done to Noah Gregson yesterday. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Porto Gregson, yeah, the uh, the tire barrier was a lot of people's friends, but uh, none more so than Noah Gregson. It seemed like the, uh, uh, I think after a while the tire barrier started to taste like bacon. <laughs> after a while, because all that, yeah, uh, the setup man, he used to have a YouTube show. We we used to watch it. Now we got to have you on. Uh, we got to have you on here. Uh, well. Tom. I just sent him a message. If you guys are all right, I'm going to invite him to it. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna have him on a proper show here. We're gonna yeah, we gotta uh, have, we gotta yeah, have a proper I mean, invite. If we're if we're kind of doing an unscripted, so to speak, show, might as well. I gotta I gotta have I gotta have a script for my for my uh, special guests. That way, I don't totally feel like an idiot. It's Tom. <laughs> like Tom is a Tom is a special guest. That's a, that's have, a great yeah. comment, Tom. <laughs> Rumor has it that Noah hit the wall too many times that they arrested him for assault. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's uh that's a good rumor floating around. <laughs> uh, we've got a uh, we've got a pretty good show for you guys tonight. We have uh, we get to talk about the first ever uh, weekend of street racing for NASCAR, including a first time winner. Uh, in a first-time racer. Dan, I know you were happy about that. 
Um, I was ex- I was excited. I, I mean, I've never really watched much of his races. Obviously, he's been overseas and uh, mostly Australia in the V8 supercars. But uh, no, I was excited. I love seeing a new winner. I love seeing the guy come into NASCAR and show him how to run on a proper street course. And, you know, basically, you know, kick ass and take some names. <laughs> yeah, it, it certainly was. We were only a couple of a couple of positions away from having either one or two or even three potential drivers there at the end really shake up the playoff picture. I was kind of rooting for that just for the chaos of it, but but nonetheless, uh, I thought for sure, and I guess uh, I guess before we get into it, we can go ahead and get into our race review. Go ahead and pop that up there just for for official stats, um, and just for just for housekeeping purposes. Purposes, be sure to uh, like, subscribe, and comment down below your thoughts while we just just go in here. This is what I love about the unscripted. We just go right into it. We don't even don't even worry about it. Um, but I thought for sure in the cup race there at the end that Austin Dillon was going to take out um, Justin Haley. And then I thought um, uh, they were going to uh, allow Chase Elliott to get the win. I completely drew a blank there for a second. Um, but, yeah, I thought Austin Dillon was going to just aggressively like overdrive the corner, take out Justin Haley, and then Chase Elliott would get the win. I think he was going to he was going to do that, but unfortunately, he made an error on his own and took himself he, out. He also tasted a tire barrier, but he kind of tasted the wall with it. Like, yeah, he he tasted the concrete wall first, and then the tire barrier. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was his chaser. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as the uh, a lot of the racing, um, I know it was the it was a big race weekend with the Chicago street race, but a lot of it was uh, kind of overshadowed by the weather. Uh, Mother nature, it seems it never fails. I, I think uh, when God decides to make a storm system, the first thing he asks is uh, where's the, uh, where's the race this weekend? Because where's um, NASCAR going to be. That's in their way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that seems to be the, the way it goes. Uh, Chicago was no different. We had a, uh, an extremely rain-shortened Xfinity race that was actually called two laps prior than it should have been. I have i don't know about you guys, and we'll talk about the Xfinity race a little bit more detail here in a minute, but I don't really blame NASCAR for, for calling the Xfinity race. I mean, if you're two laps short of reaching that halfway distance anyway, I feel like at that point you're just kind of splitting hairs about – I mean, I, I personally felt like they should have called it Saturday. Um, yeah. I, I mean, when the race was done Saturday, and and I don't know if it was miscommunication on the track's part or the or the or sorry the city's part or NASCAR's part or what, but I know some of the fans are saying that basically they were told to go home before they even postponed the race until uh, Sunday. But I just I, I feel like the fans at that point should have just been you know told, hey, Cole Custer's the winner. You guys go home, be safe, you know, get, make sure you're not get struck by lightning and, and just sit in the stands waiting. Um, but no, I, uh, I, I'm okay with it. I, I know a lot of people on, on, on Twitter and Facebook were a little upset about that, but I'm perfectly fine with it. It's two laps. Um, I mean, I feel like overall cool coaster was dominating the race to begin with. I think you would let every lap anyways. So I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I'm okay. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, I mean, I respect NASCAR for trying to get it in, if they're for at least throwing it out there. Because I mean, they really—it was kind of pretty apparent Sunday that they weren't going to no. be able yeah. to uh, at the scheduled time. Um, I know they had some some issues with the city of Chicago. They could run it on Monday, but they couldn't run it on Tuesday. Um, and even running it on Monday would have cost them an extra uh, quite a bit of money uh, to do that. So, you know. Um, you know, I, I respect the call. It's kind of like you said. I mean, Cole Custer led every lap anyway. Um, I don't know. The Xfinity race to me wasn't as exciting as I had hoped it would be. It just – there didn't seem to be a whole lot of passing, um, which I guess we kind of expected from a street race. You know, it was there were parts of the track that were extremely narrow. And, oh, but, yeah. 
Uh, but I mean, I, I think overall for like the difference between Xfinity and Cup Series, especially even even on the normal road courses, but but this one specifically, they couldn't have Cup Series guys come down and race Xfinity since this was the first time racing on the track. So that took out three or four guys that would normally be running the road courses to get that extra road course experience, but has the Cup experience. So basically, you had all guys who really doesn't have a ton of road racing experience. So you had two or three that you know may have good experience on road courses, but they're not in good equipment. And then you have the rest of them that have good equipment, but they don't really have the road racing experience. And then maybe two or three that have a little bit of road racing experience in a decent car at the same time. So I just I, I think that was a major part of it as far as why there was no real passing in the Xfinity series and why it was kind of boring, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I, I like uh, I like Tom's comment, and, and I'll let you. I'll pass it over to you, Mike. I like Tom's comment here. Cole Custer will be the uh, the answer to a trivia question someday. Who's the only NASCAR driver to win a race that didn't reach at least halfway? We can also add that to uh, Cole Custer being the answer for Kentucky, the winner of the last Kentucky race. Um, at least for now. Maybe we get Kentucky back someday. But Mike, what do you think of the Xfinity race? So, uh, um. I have strong feelings about this weekend, so I'll try to keep this as short and sweet as possible. I'm glad that the cup race, at least from what I was able to watch Sunday, the highlights that I was able to watch, that it was a very good race because that whole Xfinity thing was a fiasco on Saturday. Just with the city making the call to cancel it before NASCAR did. Like, that just... That was a that was a bad look. So I'm at least glad that the race was good yesterday. Yeah, it was a it was a good, I it was a good race weekend for the circumstances. I think, but there were some things I think that need to be ironed out. Which, in all fairness, uh, to Chicago and to the Chicago Street Race. Um, one of the big things that I've been comparing it to simply because it's something that hasn't been done uh, either ever or in a long time. I've been comparing it a lot to the Bristol dirt race and it was pretty apparent after the first Bristol dirt race that there were things that needed to be ironed out about that. So I'd love to see another, another year of this. Uh, and I have to admit, I was extremely skeptical of the street race, um, but I'd love to see another year of it just, to see if we can get a race in the dry conditions and see what it would be like. I'd eventually but, like to see it be a race that like rotates to different locations that don't necessarily have a NASCAR track nearby every year. I mean, not that it would probably be the biggest fan event, but like, could you imagine a NASCAR race in Salt Lake, for example, or a street race, even out in big, a night street race, even out in big sky country, like out in Mon Helena, Montana or something. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was honestly my argument when they first announced this um, was basically you have Joliet. That's literally 45 minutes from where they were racing Sunday. Um, Joliet, Illinois has Chicagoland Speedway, which I always enjoyed because it was always around my birthday when they raced there, um, or at least the first few years were. Um, and so I was, you know, I was okay with it. I was I was excited about having Chicago land, and they took it off the chart off the schedule, and then they announced the street course. I'm like you, Mike. I think putting it in a different city that maybe may not have a NASCAR track. I know obviously the Coliseum in LA, but maybe you know they could figure out to do a race out there on the street somewhere instead of having the Coliseum being a, a exhibition race. Um, I don't know. The traffic in LA is bad enough without closing streets. I mean, you're not way. wrong, but you know, hey, I would love to see him race down Rodeo Boulevard or Rodeo Drive, whatever it is there. I don't know. Never Another been. big market that I could see would be like Seattle. Yeah. Get up into the PNW. I say let's go to NYC. I want I want to see some, you know, some some laps down Manhattan. Let's go. A street race in NYC. That would be uh that'd be an interesting race. That's uh only if they can go over the Brooklyn Bridge. Like they they've got a I, I get like a a bridge is, is one of those that's you know kind of difficult, but you know what? Why not? Let's Brooklyn no. and the Golden Gate. I want both of those both those See, to happen. I I don't know how I feel like that because the last thing we need is for 
somehow a bad accident happens. A car goes flipping and flies off the bridge into the river. And yeah, that just would not be good. Well, I, I mean, you know, NASCAR let Ryan Blaney last week just go head first into a inside wall that had no safer barrier. So yeah, maybe if we installed catch fence, like completely along the bridge, Oh my gosh, just have a catch fence on the Brooklyn Bridge. That would be... I mean, there's already a, a, a fence around it, and they have the little tension. Yeah, ten, tension nets will catch a person. I don't know how much they're going to catch a car. Yeah, plus they're kind of heavy cars. <laughs> that is true. I'm looking at pictures now. I don't know if they can do it. <laughs> it's... it's um. I like I like the idea of the Pacific North Northwest or even just the West in general. I'd love like a yeah. potential maybe a Denver street race. Like basically, once you get past Kansas and like north of Nevada, there's nothing up in that area except for when like like it's trucks go to Portland or is it Xfinity? Xfinity goes, Xfinity to, Portland. goes yeah. to Portland. Yeah, and then uh, I guess technically the Cup Series in Sonoma is just kind of above that but like i mean you're Just still in the state barely, of, yeah you're, you're like, still in the state of california so and that's that's your only like nascar like that's whole area of the country's just not tapped even if they have to put a street race in denver that'd be cool yeah i i like the idea of denver i like the uh it has been reported that nascar has been uh in talks with other cities about uh other street races so um I don't think they're going to oversaturate the schedule, but yeah, uh, I, I, I think honestly one a year uh, is good. Maybe rotate around through a couple of different cities. That way we're not, you know, going to the same places every time. But uh, I, I mean, I know NASCAR talking about going international, but what about like Toronto or Vancouver? I mean, yeah. these are, these are big cities that we could definitely figure something out in. We know and, somebody on another podcast that would love Vancouver. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Denver, the one thing I got to say, it's got to be summertime. It can't be at the start of the season, the end of the season cuz from like October to April they've got snows. So like, nope. Hey, if we've got rain tires, surely we can like do some snow. They Just I know chains on the look, slicks. Look, NASCAR in Europe has already been testing on an ice track. So oh, that'll I mean, be fun. <laughs> I mean, and and there's there's a, a NASCAR series in Canada to begin with. So yeah. I mean, obviously the season may be shortened, but you know it's possible they ha they have they have ovals up there, they have red courses up there. NASCAR championship at the Denver. I mean, heck, the they could Denver also go to Mexico Street City. Race. I mean, if they want to stay continent like in in the continent, you got Mexico City. All right, there's, there's speaking of uh speaking of out of the out of the country, uh one thing we haven't really talked about yet <clears throat> as far as the uh Chicago the cup race goes is the winner. Um who saw this one coming? Uh literally um, and, everybody in my fantasy league that I run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty I sure think, I'm pretty uh, sure everybody who's anywhere close to my fantasy team uh, all picked him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also I also picked him, but honestly, it was because I didn't foresee a whole lot of passing, and he qualified third. And I was like, you know what? We're just going to go like. But if, if you go and look at the stats, specifically the passing stats, he was the only one that was really able to pass. The messed up part about it is, is in our fantasy league, he wasn't the most picked driver. Eight out of 29 people picked him. Twelve out of 29 picked Denny Hamlin. Wow. See, I also picked Denny Hamlin because I thought that no passing. I, I thought there was going to be no passing. So. He screwed. He screwed himself. Um, so it's okay. I think I initially picked Harvick, and then I was like, "Nah, I'm switching to Reddick." After I saw where Harvick qualified, I was like, "Nah." Tom, you know what? I, uh, I, I'll Tom, help you out, Tom. I, I see your comment. It is Shane Van Gisbergen. Or if you ask Jeff Burton, as my name is now, Vingsbergen. Yep. <laughs> that's why the Look, like it, SVG. It, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a difficult uh name to pronounce. And thank you, Dan, because now I don't have to try. Um <laughs> You're welcome, bud. so uh you so know it's that hard to spell or pronounce. 
I was going to attempt it once just for Tom's uh, amusement, but, um, but now I don't have to. Dan said it for me. So uh, SVG, he got the win in the Project 91 car. Back-to-back wins for Trackhouse. Um, Dan, you are this... not helping the fact that people are thinking Ross Chastain's your favorite driver. Uh, listen, they don't have a Kiwi Man hat, so I had to go with the Melon Man hat. Sorry. They had a Kiwi man hat. Oh, I'm sure it's coming. Oh, I'm here for it. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm sure it is. Uh, <laughs> it's not a hard change to make. You replace no. watermelon with kiwi and change the watermelon to a kiwi. So SVG comes from uh comes from out of nowhere and wins his first start. This is the first time uh any NASCAR driver in history, uh at least in the modern <laughs> era. Uh, of NASCAR has won in their first ever start. It has not happened since uh, 1963. Uh, so 60 years since the last time uh, a driver. And, and thank has you for getting the correct stat because the, the, the broadcast did not. And they kept saying that this is the first time since the first race NASCAR had, which <laughs> I was like, no, that, that's not accurate, but Hey, well, the graphic they put up was accurate. So, I mean, Oh, I, I didn't see that graphic. I, I just they, was yeah. talking about it. No, they they finally put up a graphic that had uh, all six of them. I think so. Tom, thank you for that comment. That 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 gave me a good gazintite. <laughs> but um, yeah, we had a a new winner. Uh, Justin Haley managed to finish second. Like I said, he was pretty close to there in those last few laps. I think he was hoping the the race would get shortened by. A little bit more that's another thing the cup race did in fact get shortened 25 laps uh because of uh no more daylight so uh oh i guarantee you during that caution he was saying guys i can't see nothing like <laughs> it is so dark out here i can't see a darn thing with the I over, can't drive with the overtime period would it technically be 22 laps then or 23 yeah I, well technically they so, ran but... 78 with the overtime but well I would have laughed if it would have just kept going into overtimes and literally forced it to like the hundred nah, again. Uh, it, it eventually they would have called, oh, yeah. called it. They would uh as a matter of fact, I think when uh he when SVG crossed the finish line, it was only like it was actually a couple minutes past sunset, like official yeah. sunset. Um so one I saw one person comment and said, Well, they have street lights, and Bob Pockers was like, Yeah, but that's not enough to like no. the whole track <laughs> it's enough when you're driving at 35 mile an hour down the street it ain't enough at 160 that just ain't happening i i would love for them to like incorporate the headlights like they do in emza and like they did for garage 56 for the road courses specifically just because i think that would be cool dan i have dan i have something to say to you race cars oh, no. don't need headlights because the track is always lit and I know the I, I know the Disney fan and in, in, uh, yeah and, and, the, and the NASCAR <laughs> and the NASCAR fan and the rest of us all appreciated that. So yeah, but but that's also a really really bad dad joke. And here I am thinking it's Fourth of July tomorrow, and apparently it's Father's Day. I didn't know that. <laughs> Look, yes, it, I I want to go to to Tom's comment. Mike Bagley, I mean that man's head was on a swivel all day long. Um, I love how they had him in, in turns one and six. Like, that was a great spot to have one broadcaster mm-hmm. be able to cover basically a third of the track for you. And I mean, great job keeping his head on the swivel all day. Um, I mean, I'm sure he got tired of saying no Gregson was in the wall, but <laughs> I mean, great job by NBC. I mean, I, I honestly like I, I've always been a fan of, of Fox, but um, I have to say, watching the last couple races with NBC, it's it's uh definitely definitely been a breath of fresh air yeah mike bagley did really good i feel like uh the bag man i feel like he was trying to like come after dale jr's job like i i would like to <laughs> i'd like to hear him yell slide job and see what <laughs> i just can't get over those veneers <laughs> Like, it looks like he's got one big tooth all the way across the front. I, I love Mike Bagley. Like, I'm not picking on the man, but, like, he's got the teeth for radio. Let me tell you. Back to I, something you said, Dan. Oh boy. I don't know that I would necessarily get tired of uttering the phrase Noah Gregson in the wall. 
I mean, I don't know if that's a phrase I would get tired of saying. That's he's getting paid for it. Phrase. I give him that. But like, oh, you wouldn't have to pay me. That's just a good phrase for I, me to I, say in general. I just feel like after the third or fourth time, he was probably like, Noah Gregson in the wall again, turn four, turn six, whatever it was. <laughs> like, good God, can this guy, can this guy drive or what? <laughs> the answer to that question is nope. <laughs> As is evidenced by the. What point. was Mama Seeger's response the, to? I, I see I, not she, always, but I don't. Know I, what I think about. it was. I think her response was to me saying the track's always lit. That it's, it's uh. not always. <laughs> Listen, uh. I'm gonna I'm gonna defend Dan here on that. If we had headlights, we could have a night Talladega race, and I'm okay. No, 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 no. no I said no. road courses only. Uh no, 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 no. Everywhere. No. My, Watkins my. Glen, Sonoma, Chicago, like. Mike, give it up. We're not doing a, a night Talladega race. We're it's I not hope happening. Once unless in my life, inst- I get to see it. Unless it's, they install it's not for millions of dollars, it's not happening. And uh, I don't blame it, them. I think the one at Daytona is enough. Yeah, Noah Gregson yeah. is still dead last in points. Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. Ty Dillon. Ty Dillon's still behind it. Oh, is he? Yes. Oh wow. <laughs> um, we, that's, so technically. Technically, he's still ahead of the driver that drove the 42 last year by 13 points. Uh, look, it's not much, but it's no, still... I, I'm... <laughs> I'm I'm not like mad. I mean, that's fair. The graphic I had only showed the top 32, so but I guess Ty Dillon just doesn't count. Can we also point out the fact that Shane Van Gisbergen has 55 points, which is almost a third of what Noah Gragson has in points. And he raced one race as opposed to Gragson's. That's one point behind a third. I'm looking forward to. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm really looking forward to, uh, to Ty Gibbs getting uh, his Rookie of the Year award. I mean, I think I mean, Noah Graxon is too. <laughs> I mean, because unless we get, uh, unless Noah Graxon happens to pull, I mean, at this point, he'd have to pull off two wins because he's so far out, out of the points. No, they took that rule out, remember? You don't oh, have, you don't to, have be to be top, top 30 anymore? No. Yeah, not oh. this season. Well, then if he gets a win, he wins it because your win gets you above tie. See, my hope is is that Noah wins, and then after that we get another five new winners, and it just knocks Noah right back out of the playoffs. That'd be that that'd is a driver be... that should not be in the playoffs. No, no, there, <laughs> I, I, I would agree with, on that. I, I would agree with that. But hey, I mean, in all honesty, with as far as point scenarios goes, uh, Eric Almarola shouldn't have been in before he got that. Uh, win in New Hampshire a couple years ago, and yeah. I mean he he managed to do that. So, and he ain't I mean, getting in without a win. Same thing about Ryan, uh, um, Ryan Newman back when he was driving the thirty one car, made to the final four. Some hey, some people say Kyle Busch shouldn't have uh, shouldn't have made it in because of the uh, in twenty fifteen, the year he won his first championship. I don't believe that. I think for Kyle Busch to come back and win like four of his first five races back, like. I mean, I I think he deserved it, but everybody on the standings that looks like behind Aust- or Austin Dillon and back must win to get into the playoffs. Looks like, and even just, then, it's going to be tough. I just don't think there's. I don't doing the quick math in my head. There's only a maximum swing if you don't win of thirty four points a race. And so, how about Chase Elliott? <laughs> I mean, he. Keeps closing the gap. I mean, he's now only 55 points back. I know that a lot of Chase has said himself he's looking for a win. He's treating it like a must win, but I don't know if it is a must win. I mean, if we get another winner that's below the cut line, maybe, but I don't know if it necessarily is a must win for for Chase Elliott. Well, I mean, even if we, as it currently stands, even if we get another winner below the cut line, that would only move the cut line up. Um, what is it? Like, would like, only move it up nine points. Yeah. I so mean, I don't think it's a must win, even if somebody else wins. Yeah. 
I mean, honestly, I think out of the drivers that are below the cut line, I think you're that are not Chase Elliott. I think it's. <clears throat> I think your options are relatively slim. Uh, we might. I mean, obviously, we've got a couple wild cards. Uh, we've got Atlanta. We've got, you know, we've got Daytona to end the regular season. A couple of road courses. So, I mean, maybe it's not so far out there that someone else gets a win, you know, that's maybe a wild card, but I don't know. I think if I'm Chase Elliott, I think that there is potentially a path to, to make it in on points. Tom's got a good point with that comment. (laughs) To be fair to Noah, he is driving the 42. The 42 has not proven to be a, the, the best of cars. Um, Honestly, legacy this this season has not proven to be the best. I mean, even Eric yeah, Jones no. is no. sitting pretty far back in points as opposed to last year. The 42 is not no. even the best car at LMC, and they only have two or three depending on the race. I mean, so last last year, Eric Jones was basically flirting with the playoffs all season long. He's currently 30th in points, uh, and the only ones behind him far as full-time drivers is chase briscoe who had a major penalty noah Graxon, his teammate who has had we'll say issues this season and ty dylan who is in the 77 so i mean the, the the team's definitely taking a step back i think we talked about this a week or two ago anyways um but yeah i just again it's the 42 car 43 car they're not really doing too well well, you know, I think uh, Larry McReynolds, uh, he said it uh, right before Fox uh, gave up their half of the season. You know, I think Legacy Motor Club as whole, they're not looking for an off week. They're looking for an off season. Um, I think they're ready to get to the Toyota camp. They're ready to see what, what they can do. They took a step forward uh, with Eric Jones last year. Uh, I know the 42 with Ty Dillon wasn't necessarily where they wanted it to be last year, but Eric Jones in the 43 did. A phenomenal job. I mean, he didn't make the playoffs, but he was – I mean, he finished the season 18th in points and managed to get a win in the Southern 500. Uh, the team showed promise, at least with one of their cars. Um, and honestly, I don't think that the problem uh, – I honestly don't think the problem with the 42 is Noah Gregson. Uh, Noah Gregson's uh, had nine Xfinity wins last year, I think. Uh, and was on pace to to run for a for a championship uh, in that series, going up against guys like Ty Gibbs and and some of the best in the Xfinity series. So, uh, I think No Gregson can can drive the car. I just I just think the the team is not you know maybe not getting the the help from Chevrolet. Uh, I know that, you know, the NBC crew kind of talked about this uh, in practice at Nashville, you know, is the, is the Chevy camp. I'm, you know, obviously there are some resources that you're always going to have as long as you're a part of that camp. But if there's any extra secrets that the Chevy teams are starting to find out, they may not be sharing them with legacy motor club like they are everyone else. So you know, I think they're just ready to kind of hit the reset button and and get back to get ready to go to Toyota in 2024. Well, I know I saw um, an article today. I want to say it was Dustin Albino that no, it was Matt Weaver. I want to say that wrote it. Um, apparently, colleague, since they're so far down on Chevy's, you know, list of resources, uh, were basically given 20 minutes per driver on the sim for Chicago this weekend. Um, and Justin Haley basically got his at nine o'clock on Thursday night before they flew out to Chicago. Um, so, I mean, obviously it was kind of last minute for him, but they gave him 20 minutes and that's all they're really allotted. But I'm sure Kyle Larson and all the Hendrick guys, probably both the children's guys at this point, I'm assuming track house is up there as well. I mean, obviously they probably got, you know, 45 minutes at least or 30 minutes at least something like that. So um, obviously Legacy's probably at the bottom of the totem pole for Chevrolet. Um, may, maybe ahead of the 78. Um, but, I mean, there's not really much more behind them. Uh, and I, I think that is what they're, you know, they're, they're looking forward to getting a, a better 
standing on that totem pole with Toyota only having six cars currently. Yeah. I mean, even if you're, it, it's one of those, if you're on the bottom of the, of the Toyota totem pole, it's still not as bad as being on the bottom of, of the Chevy totem pole. Um, and I think that could be, I mean, that could even be said for Ford. I mean, I know Ford has a little bit more, uh, has a little bit more teams uh, than than Toyota has, but certainly Chevrolet uh, dominates. You know, as far as half the field, you know, goes just about taken up by by Chevys. Uh, the setup man Tom he has another comment. How mm-hmm. about another uh, comparison here uh, with this season? That he's got a good point. Kyle Busch. Uh, I mean, and and they even talked about it on the broadcast. It's been a tale of two RCRs uh, this season. We have. Kyle Busch in the eight team and you have Austin Dillon in the three team Kyle Busch with three wins and 226 laps led and Austin Dillon with only one top five and three laps led. I mean, and Austin Dillon's 130 points currently out of the playoffs. So he's a must win. Yeah. Um, does this go to go ahead, Justin? I, I was just going to say they do have a penalty that puts them a few of those points back, but it's fair. Um, plus, uh, plus it put them a few weeks without their, uh, without their crew chief. So here, here's my question specifically, obviously with RCR and I mean, even kind of with Spire, is it more of the driver making the difference in the results? I mean, obviously Kyle Busch is as a, as an NASCAR cup champion, Austin Dillon, not so much, but again, Austin Dillon is, his team owner's grandson. So obviously you, I mean, you mentally, you would think, Oh, well, he's going to get the best equipment. That's his grandson. He's going to have him in the number one car, but I don't know if that's the case with the way that Kyle Busch has been running again with this, with the, with the Spire Motorsports, Corey LaJoy's top 25 in points, something like that. And you have Ty Dillon, who is, or the absolute last place in points for full-time drivers. So again, is that the team saying, "Hey, we're going to focus on one car and just bring the other one, you know, as an R and D type setup," or are they saying, "Hey, we're going to give you both equal equipment, and this is just the driver really making that difference"? Well, look, I mean, I think that I I, I will say this. I mean, I know Tyler Reddick was doing pretty well in the eight car last year too, but Kyle Busch is going to go down in NASCAR history as whether we whether you love him or hate him, he's going to be in that goat conversation mm-hmm. by by the time it's over. Um, I mean, he's one or two championships away from, you know, really putting himself in in that upper echelon conversation. He's got over sixty Cup wins, um, you know, over two hundred National Series wins. I mean, Kyle Busch is one of the greatest NASCAR drivers to ever touch the track, certainly in the modern era. Um, is it necessarily fair? I mean, I get it. You know, you want, when you're a cup owner, you want all of your cars to be performing well. Um, and certainly Austin Dillon hasn't had the year that he's would like to have, but is it fair to compare him to Kyle Busch? I mean, on a talent level, No. But again, I, that's that's why I'm asking if it, if it's more of a they're giving the best equipment to Kyle because they know he has the talent and he's going to be the lead car, or are they saying, hey, we're going to give you equal equipment and this is just the talent side of it showing you the dominance between Kyle and, and Austin? And I on that I but I mean if you look at pretty much every team except for Hendrick, obviously because they're just all three of them are absolute were absolutely dominating for a little while. I mean, you just every team seems to have that one driver that's got more experience that always seems to be the best car every week for that team. Like SHR you've got Harvick, um RCR you've got Kyle Busch, even LMC you've got Noah I think LMC is Eric Jones. But. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Eric Jones. I misspoke there. No, definitely not Noah. Uh, yeah. Um, Eric Jones can make it through turn six. <laughs> um, 
He couldn't at first. He couldn't no. at first. Well, no, he he took his teammate and somebody else out with him. He's yeah. like, oh, we're all going uh-huh. in the wall. Yeah. How about um, that traffic jam though, uh, real fast. That was a that was a fun traffic jam uh, to watch. But no, I don't know. I just think. I mean, I think that there is some equipment differences. I don't think that Kyle Busch is. You know, I think. Or sorry, I don't think Austin Dillon's getting the equipment that Kyle Busch is. Um, there's a designated, and all teams do this. Uh, when you get back to the garage at RCR, at Hendrick, at Joe Gibbs, Trackhouse, there's a set group of people that, it, like, if you're at RCR, there's a set group of people that you're designated to work on the eight car. And there's another set group of people that's like, okay, you're designated to work on the three car. Um, you know, now, Richard Childress, you know, he's a great owner and he knows how to how to win. He knows how to win races, win championships. Um, maybe he's devoting some of the better equipment, you know, the better workers uh, to the eight car, you know, because they know that Kyle Busch can, can do it. Or maybe, maybe Kyle Busch is just that good. I mean, maybe it's just that he can take anything. I mean, there's a reason that Kyle Busch has won a race in what 20 straight seasons now, just about. Yeah, I think it's 19. Yeah. 19. Um, I mean, he's, I mean, like I said, love him or hate him. Kyle Busch is just that good of a driver. Um, but certainly, you know, kind of back to Tom's comment, you know, it certainly hasn't been the, the season that Austin Dillon was hoping for, but I mean, then again, I mean, look at what happened last year with Austin Dillon. I mean, Austin Dillon was not as bad last year as he is this year, but he still wasn't anywhere close to making the playoffs last year. And all it took was one win at Daytona and all of a sudden he's right there. So, um, one thing I've noticed about Austin Dillon is he, whether he wins it or not, he always has those one or two races a year where you're like, where did he come from? He did that at Darlington one year. Uh, I think it was where Kevin Harvick won uh, in 2021, I believe, or 2020. That's right. It, it was 2020 or 2021 where Harvick won Darlington, but Austin Dillon was like right there. And it was like, where did Austin Dillon come from? But um, I don't know. That's that's something to, to think about. Uh, we do have a few storylines uh, to talk about, even though uh, I don't – I'm literally pulling them off the top of my head. Um, first and foremost, talking about LMC, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, LMC had to pull – the 84 entry from Chicago uh, this week uh, because of uh, Jimmy Johnson's family going through a, uh, a horrific uh, tragic uh, incident. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about it um, because his family has asked for privacy, but um, obviously our and prayers to the whole family. Yeah, absolutely. Our thoughts and prayers are with uh, Jimmy Johnson and his family uh, at this time. Hate that we did not get to see him on the track in Chicago, but obviously he had other obligations. Um, so we missed the 84 out on the track <clears throat> this weekend in Chicago. Um, let's see, what other news do we did we have? Uh, Cole Custer is coming back, Cup Racing. That was announced earlier today. He's going to be driving for four races uh, for Rick Ware Racing uh, later this year. So a good opportunity for him. And uh, yeah, what other, I know there's more than that. I know I'm, I miss This is what I get for not having a script. Um, what other storylines did we, did we miss from this past weekend? Uh, you talked about the Marty speaking to other cities about street courses. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the, the weather in Chicago was a big, Big, uh, yeah, subjects. uh, even, yeah, even before the rain came in, uh, there was a big, uh, air quality concern. Uh, there's some wildfires going on in Canada, and uh, we you've seen it, it was a big uh thing in Twitter, uh, about a week or two ago in New York, 
uh, the air quality was so bad. And now uh, it's reached that in Canada or uh, in Chicago as well. But the rain helped, did help with that. Um, that was one of the big things. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, Hattori Racing posted an image. Uh, I did see Twitter that, but no today. context. <laughs> there was no context. I couldn't tell the was that an Xfinity car or was that a Cup car? I I don't think it was. I think it was a truck, but it may was be Xfinity. But I feel like it was a truck because they had they have ran the sixty-one a few times this season, but it's not full time. That is true. They they did have the sixty-one full time, and then they. They went back to a one car. Sorry, if I jump, guys, my neighbors are shooting off fireworks. So I do apologize. I don't I actually didn't hear that. I actually yeah, didn't hear that one. That one. Was, yeah. That was, uh... Uh, we also have to play gunshots of fireworks in my neighborhood sometimes. So the bird, I have him uncovered so he doesn't freak out. But I do apologize if you see me jumping or there's loud noises coming from my mic. <laughs> I do apologize. <laughs> Where's Mama the Weirdly enough, my cats don't ever panic. It's just they're just like hear it and then like start looking like, what the heck was that? <laughs> that is not yeah. a truck. I I didn't think I, it I just was. Pulled it up. That I, is not a truck. I thought it was a car. Um, it, uh, it might be a cup car with the what, side of that what is look, this? the way it does. Um, here I'll I'll share it in our group chat. But um, Hattori Racing, yeah, they they shared an Instagram post today, and it definitely. Looks to me now that I look at it again, like a uh, cup car. It looks like a side of a, a cup Toyota. Well, you know there was a uh, there was a rumor back before the uh, before the season even got started that there was a Toyota truck team that was looking to get into the Cup Series. I don't know if you guys remember that rumor, but could Hattori could could that potentially be uh could that potentially be something there? It could be I mean, the I'm actually looking at like it's I'm I'm doing like a, a split screen side by side. Um, I think it's an Xfinity car because uh, it, lo well, it looks it looks like the Cup car does have um a little bit different side um layout in the cup car uh mama seager did remind me uh the chicago cup race was the most watched on nbc in the past six years so i mean obviously yes so i mean obviously they did you know they did what they wanted to do there with with chicago i mean they got the eyes on the sport i mean it was most viewed more viewed than quite a few of the last few daytona 500s so i mean that's uh that's pretty big for, for NASCAR, to say the least. I don't know. Now that I'm looking at the Xfinity cars, I I don't I don't know. <laughs> He's not sure. It, it, oh, it could be Cup. I can't see inside the car enough to to, to know. But it does look <laughs> it does look like it is a short track car. Just from the air duct coming out the passenger side window. So that's that's gonna be my guess is that it's a it's it's a cup car short track event. I'm I'm sure we'll we'll find out a little bit more here soon. Um, but anyways, uh, well that was uh, that's all we've got for uh, for Chicago. Uh, now let's uh, let's kind of shift gears here. We've got some uh, action coming up here. We've got Cup and Xfinity going to Atlanta. Uh, for a night race, uh, which is the only way they could do this because it's going to be so hot uh, in in Atlanta. Uh, welcome to to the South in the summer. I know why they go to these New England tracks during the summer because it's it's uh, far too hot to otherwise. Mike, you have something it's there? an Xfinity car. Oh. The number positions too far back to be a cup car because the numbers moved forward. You're right. Whereas Xfinity, it's right underneath the window. The cup number is slightly more forward. It could also be an ARCA car, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's definitely not a cup car. That number, yeah, I didn't think about ARCA back to be to be a cup car ever since they moved the number forward on the next gen. 
Hattori Racing doing a doing an Xfinity car for Frankie Muniz next year. Oh, I wouldn't be opposed. You guys heard it here first, folks. <laughs> if that comes true, Justin's got some sort of abilities. Hey, I called Joey Logano winning the championship, and and I will take that to my grave. So that was a good call. I, I I try. Um, you know, as you know from fantasy, Mike, I do just well enough to do really well, but not not good enough to win. Right, you. That's... You were 16 points behind uh, behind Matt Ditch to start the week, and after the week, you're now three. Like, you've just steadily been climbing. You might be that 17th driver in our playoffs if you keep this up. Hey, I did that last season. Uh, we had I didn't win a race in the regular season, but I won the regular season championship, and then I managed to win two in the playoffs. So. Yeah. Like, it can happen. Yeah. Hey, you never know, but um, – yeah, anyways, uh, we also have truck action uh, in your neck of the woods, Mike. We have uh, Mid-Ohio for truck and ARCA as well. Oh, um, that makes sense. I so badly wanted to go H- to that race. Hattori, that's an ARCA car for Ankrum to get more laps at Mid-Ohio. Ah, that, that, that could very well be. Um, I'm pretty sure there's already a 16 car in ARCA. We have a... Uh, we we have a friend of ours, uh, Mr. Matt Nicholson. He's uh, he just commented down below. Uh, he's actually got some some pretty big plans for the Mid Ohio Truck Race. Uh, and I'll tell you what, I'll go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. He's going to tell us all about it next week on our show. Uh, he's going to come on and let us know what he was doing uh, at Mid Ohio uh, in the truck race. So I'll, I'll let him fill you guys in a little bit more on that next week. So. Yeah, I was gonna uh-huh. go to the go to that race, but I have to work. Like, if it would have been a Friday truck race, I would have been able to go. But nope. Man, poor Mike. We should have we should have sent you there. Should have. I mean, I'm going to there. I'm going to Michigan August sixth, and so I'll that's get true. Us, so I'll get us plenty of pictures there as always. That, and that I'm actually true. meeting up with uh, another friend from our fantasy league. Uh, Frank Sukup's also going there. Oh, all right. Well, we're uh, we're gonna have you uh, you know, and that isn't Frank. Didn't he say he was also going to SummerSlam in Detroit? Like, I think so. Yeah, I'm jealous as a NASCAR fan and a WWE fan. I'm jealous of both. So, but anyways, um, well, let's uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and uh, get some picks going here. Uh, we have. Like I said, we have Xfinity and Cup at um, at Atlanta uh, for the second race of the season. And uh, we have uh, trucks at Mid-Ohio. So, Mike, uh, since the truck race is in your neck of the woods, I'll let you go first. Who are your uh, picks to win uh, truck, Xfinity, and Cup racing? Um, as far as trucks go, I think – oh, that's – that's going to be a little bit tough, but for trucks, because, I mean, it's been a little while since they've been there. Actually, they haven't been there other than last year, so I think I'm actually going to go with uh, Zane Smith. Zane last Smith. year's runner-up. Interesting pick there. Uh, what about Xfinity and Cup for Atlanta? Um, As far as Xfinity goes... <laughs> Um, give me one second. I'm going through all my stat pages. I got open (laughs) trying to find the right one here. Mike's always, Mike's always looking up the, uh, the stats for his picks. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, they're not wanting to load. Um, I just really nearly it most of the time. Xfinity. I'm probably going to have to go with, Oh, that's a, tough one austin hill and then for cup i'm gonna go with ryan blaney i think i mean he's got an average finish at the track 11.6 and yeah some of those are pre-reconfiguration but i mean out of 10 races that he's run there he's been running at the finish all 10 times 
Yeah, he's he's done good uh, at in his uh, career at Atlanta. Uh, let's see here, uh, Dan. What say you? Um, um, so I have to say, Mike, you 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 took a couple picks from me, and I'm not gonna double pick. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go for different drivers. Okay. Um, I'm actually gonna go for the truck race. Um, he's not really a NASCAR regular. Um, you could say he's a bit of a road course ringer. Uh, he actually ran the IndyCar race at Mid Ohio this, or no, sorry, at um, was it Mid Ohio this weekend? It was Mid Ohio no, this weekend, wasn't no. it? Yeah. So he's he's spinning two weekends in a row at Mid Ohio. Um, he filled in for Simon Pagano after his wreck. I'm going to go with Connor Daly. Okay. Driving the 41 for Nice Motorsports um, for Xfinity. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Justin Allgaier. I feel like there's really not that many great road racers in Xfinity Series. Um, and Austin, uh, Austin, Justin Allgaier always seems to be pretty close to the front at most of them. Uh, and I, th- I think he's going to pull it off. Uh, I see Tom Willoughby agrees with me on that one. Um, and for Cup... Oh, wait, no, Xfinity was at was it Atlanta. Not I was about to say, but say, you know what? Hey, Atlanta. I'll go with Algar. Go with it. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. He's 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 good pretty much everywhere. Um, for Cup, I'm going to go with. I feel like it's going to be uh, an, 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 not an unknown name, but a, a less mentioned name. Someone who hasn't gotten a first career win just yet, and is going to add their name to the playoff contenders with Mr. Corey LaJoy. Corey LaJoy, that's an interesting pick. Um, for my picks, I'm going to go for Mid Ohio and the trucks. I'm going to go with it. He he finally he's been so close. Uh, they talk about him just about every race, and something happens. He doesn't seem to get it done. I'm going to say uh, for this time. Uh, finally gets it done. Nick Sanchez uh, gets the win at Mid-Ohio uh, in the number two, and he will lock himself into the playoffs. Uh, for the Xfinity Series, um, it would be very easy for me to take Austin Hill uh, because Austin Hill just seems to be a great uh, super speedway style type track racer. Um, but there's another great super speedway style racer that's going to be in that race. He's not an Xfinity regular, uh, but he's coming off of a great weekend in Chicago. And uh, I'm going to go with uh, Justin Haley in the 10 car at Atlanta for the Xfinity series. And for the cup series, I'm going to go with a driver that is well known on super speedways, but has also been good in his career at Atlanta before and after the the reconfiguration and uh i'm gonna say that ricky stenhouse jr does not go into the playoffs with one win i think stenhouse goes with two wins and he wins at atlanta Mm -hmm. so uh that's going to be my picks uh for the race weekend uh matt nicholson he said he's withholding his pick for the truck series might be a conflict of interest there you never know uh and uh for uh xfinity he's going to go with hemmerich and uh, Keselowski for cut that would be a that would be another playoff spot taken if Keselowski were to get it done. Uh, that was though, part of the news as well. Him and his wife announced baby number three is on the way. That is true. Yep. Congratulations to to Brad and his wife and their family. Uh, that's a great one as well. And the setup man went with Hosevar, Justin Allgaier, and Chase Elliott. Uh, Chase Elliott that would uh, shake up the playoff grid a little bit. Uh, definitely move the the cut line at least a little bit. Um, so yeah, we're looking forward to another weekend of racing. Uh, and with that, we've officially hit our one hour mark together. Gentlemen, it doesn't feel like it's been an hour. We've, uh, we've had a great night talking about all things Chicago with the first ever street race and then previewing Atlanta. Mike, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to let your win go unannounced. I know Zach's not here, but I have the NASCAR Fantasy Live results pulled up on my screen here. Um, this is the I've got the overall standings here. Uh, Short Mac and I literally tied 
for a second uh, at Chicago. So I didn't gain any on him there. Uh, Zach Keep Williams, it up, short Mac. <laughs> Zach Williams uh, holding out in fourth. Uh, Dan, you're sitting in sixth. Zach Bell, seventh. And Mike has made his way up to eighth. Uh, I see the setup man there. He's still sitting in 10th. Our buddy Ryan is catching up there, though, uh, with 11th. I I think uh, setup man forgot to do his his, uh, his, uh, starting lineup. Oh, he did. He did. So he's he's getting caught up on. um, Did we ever figure out who old TC was? I know they won a couple at the beginning of the season. I don't don't know. I I forgot who it was. I never, never could figure out who that was, but... Um, of course, Mike getting the win there. We have a, a tie for second, and then uh, Zach Bell not far behind there. The top four were separated by five points. So, uh, congrats on the win there, Mike. Thank you, thank you. Tom just said, uh, Holy cow, I haven't made picks in months. <laughs> Come I, on, Tom, and you're not this that far is, behind uh, me, Tom. What does that say about me? This is uh, this is by far, uh, the year that I've paid the most attention to I, I've Any paid fantasy. the most attention to the fantasy. I know. Yeah. I don't pay attention <laughs> to it a whole lot. Um, but anyways, it's been great to have everybody here this evening. Uh, we appreciate everybody watching. Be sure to like and follow if you're down, uh, if you're on Facebook, subscribe, if you're on uh, YouTube. Uh, gosh, I don't know how Zach does all these banners. Um <laughs> This is what happens when when we're unscripted and when we don't have everybody here. Um, we're unscripted and produced everything. <laughs> I know, I know. And unfiltered. Somewhat of a filter. We're going to have... Well, I'm going to keep it somewhat you gotta, PG. you got to remember, Mama Seeger's always tuned in, so we gotta, you gotta, no. got to keep it, you know, cordial. Oh, yeah. No, I can't. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a church-going man, Mike. I'm going to... We'll save the super unfiltered stuff for scuffs after dark. Sounds like you're more yeah, than a church going man, but that's all I'm saying. Oh yeah, Richard Childress was named Grand Marshal for the Cup race at Atlanta this weekend. Thank you, Mama Seeger. Yeah, she, man, she must be reading NASCAR news updates like off off of Twitter or something because she's, she's on she's on Bob, she's on Bob. She's just got NASCAR typed into the search and just keeps refreshing. Yeah, hey, that's, hey, that's right. That's, <laughs> where where would I be if uh, Mama Seeger wasn't keeping me straight? So. Um, and I've been saying that for 24 years. So listen, we, we're going we're gonna to have her be the 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 breaking news anchor for this for the podcast. Hey, there you go. This just in, announced on Twitter. We can. I mean, we can have her watch Bob Pockers' Twitter feed and absolutely. But yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's get some struggle, Mama. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't. You don't have to give her that that validation. She already knows. But. But uh, let's get some uh, final comments. Uh, Mike, we'll start with you. What kind of uh, closing comments do you have here? I was just running, running a little bit late tonight. Stopped and got some uh, hot, controlled explosives for the holiday tomorrow. Um, my, is there a uh, reason you can't say fireworks? Or well, my my brain went to explosives, but. <laughs> Just saying explosives doesn't necessarily sound the greatest. But yes, I went and bought some some fireworks for the celebration tomorrow. I want to thank my mom and dad for always raising me to like whatever I like. And NASCAR, they're currently on a bike trip out west. And raise hail, praise Dale. All right. Sounds like fun. I want to go on a bike trip out west, but... Uh, Dan, what say you, our resident Florida man? You have any Fourth of July plans for tomorrow night? Uh, not that I know of. Wow, I, I, Florida men live live by the seat of their pants. Okay, I mean that that is true. Again, like I said earlier, we do play fireworks or or gunshots. You know, it's it's a common game to play the holidays, any holiday, Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's. It doesn't matter. Um, but uh, no, I I may go hang out with my sister and my nieces tomorrow. Maybe shoot some fireworks off my grandpa's dock now that he's out of the hospital and doing a little bit better. Um, but, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy for, for Florida man standards anyways. Um, probably be a pretty mild holiday. Uh, do get to enjoy the day off from work and, 
and just kind of hang out at the house, probably float in the pool for a bit. So if I'm the color of Mike's shirt next Monday, there's a reason. Um, I I will probably be late if I'm on next Monday, just to give you guys an update. Um, I am uh, helping my sister do a upwards volleyball clinic this week or this coming week. And uh, I will be busy at six to nine, but it's a couple minutes from the house. So it should be coming in hot and sweaty, but I'll be on when I can, if I can. Um, and then the following week, I'll be out of town. So the next two weeks, you may or may not see me, but I will definitely be on social and I'll be trying to get on in the comments when I can. But um, have a happy 4th of July, everyone. Stay safe. Stay smart. Um, don't drink and drive. Make sure you take care of your explosives properly and don't just leave them in your neighbor's yard. But uh, have a good holiday. Have fun. Have a hot dog or a hamburger for me. You know, that's America's meal. So you enjoy it. Enjoy your time. Fireworks or gunshots? That's kind of a weird game to play for Halloween. <laughs> like I said, it's or, every holiday. Or, Halloween, or 4th Christmas, of July. Like, it, like, listen, they have uh, their own unique way of celebrating in the South, okay? I don't know what you would say. <laughs> Come on, and, Justin. I know, and, but, hey, I mean, Halloween, I and, I would and, be, in, if it were Halloween, I'd be inclined to say it probably wasn't, uh, probably wasn't fireworks, but. It's I mean, Florida. <laughs> it, it, you got to remember also as of. Last week, this week, I don't know what here, here, here recently, it's now legal for anyone who wants to to carry a concealed weapon, regardless if you have a permit or not. So, I mean, that. everybody's got one. All the oh, cool that. kids are doing it, right? That's, that's, <laughs> we're not going to get into that conversation. Yeah, <laughs> let's just get on with Justin's but, closing statement. Uh, anyways, we appreciate everybody for tuning into this this crazy wild segment of uh, of group that we have together uh i enjoy getting on here every monday and talking nascar with you guys we had a great weekend uh in chicago looking forward to another weekend uh in mid ohio and atlanta respectively um and we look forward to uh seeing you guys uh, back here next week have a safe and happy fourth of july everybody and we will see you guys here next week on running on scuffs